Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and my guest today is Emma Lyons, and here's a bit about Emma. She is a healer and yoga teacher with over 10 years experience working with thousands of people. When she realized she couldn't continue the law career path, she discovered energy work and yoga. Despite finding her passion, she was stuck for 10 years in a cycle of constant self-doubt, sabotage, and procrastination. She now specializes in working with entrepreneurs and business owners to release subconscious blocks and self-sabotage, holding them back from thriving, doing the work they love. And today we're going to focus on money blocks from the roots, as well as breaking through the money ceilings. And we're going to tie it up together and give you the information that you need. Because as you know, we are currently in Financial Literacy Month. So without further ado, please welcome Emma Lyons to GEMS Podcast. Way, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Genesis. This is really great to be here. I love the work that you're putting out there. I've watched a number of your podcast interviews and I think they are amazing. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm happy to know that you found out about me via Clubhouse. So that is amazing that my name is still floating around those streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And in very high esteem as well. Amazing. So before we dive into our segment, we're going to have an icebreaker. So I would like you to share a fun but interesting fact about yourself. Um, Fun but interesting fact, right? Um, I mean, I've traveled a lot on my own. I traveled in, I was in, I was in, I traveled on my own when I was younger. I was in Mexico, the United States, all the way down through Central America. Um, I've been to Brazil, Argentina. I've seen the waterfalls, I've been out to Indian villages, and I've been to Palestine um, working for a human rights organization. So I've done a lot of interesting things um, yeah, and a lot of travel, but there's still so many things and so many places that I want to that I want to see. That is super cool. And I love when people are afforded the ability to travel because it definitely broadens your experience and overall knowledge when you get submerged yourself in someone else's culture and connect with someone outside of your home base. So currently, where do you reside, Emma? I'm in Ireland, and which is where I'm from. I lived for 10 years in London, so I've just come back now. So I've lived in several different countries and yeah, 10 years in London and now I'm in the middle of the countryside in Ireland. So it's a bit of an adjustment, but all good. That is amazing. So can you teach me how to say good morning in your native tongue? Oh, well, English is my native tongue, but um, in, in Irish, there is a there is a language that we all learn and people do speak it around here where I'm from. Um, so it's kind of it's it has a lot. Geohwich uh, is how you say good morning or good day. Geohwich. 
Jehovah, so, that's right yeah and it means god be, god be with you because it's uh, there's like there was the church was really big here catholicism so god is kind of integrated in the language god be, god is with you or god be with you yeah. um so yeah it's uh it's a really nice language and there you have it listeners you learned something fun and interesting about emma she loves to travel and then we also learn how to say something in an irish dialect which is good morning so now let's jump into our topic money blocks from the roots and really breaking those money ceilings so before we dive in i always like to give the um definitions just so we can lay the foundation and if our foundation is laid appropriately then we know our house is going to be able to withstand so what do you mean when you say money blocks is it mental is it the physical or is it just you know people who are having a hard time overcoming certain paradigms when it comes to money so yeah that's a really good question and uh, most people with money blocks don't realize that they have them and you know what everyone has money blocks uh don't care how wealthy you are how much money you're breaking in you all have we all because we're brought up with very dysfunctional ideas about money because our parents most of our parents they had very strange ideas that were in turn passed on to them about money so money blocks are basically ideas that we have about ourselves our worth and about money what money is what it means and that basically push it away from us like we say we're saying oh I want money I want to be rich and but on the other hand we have all this stuff that says I don't know people that people that have money are greedy and bad and you shouldn't have too much money and then you're all jealous of people who have lots of money um so like imagine if you're in a relationship with someone and you have that vibe going on it's such a bad vibe that person would run away from you if they were emotionally healthy so this these are money blocks they're kind of negative ideas that we have about money and ourselves that basically unconsciously or subconsciously are pushing it away from us and even if we're doing all the right things on the outside we're taking all the actions in the world we're going to stop ourselves from making that money because on subconscious mind is like it's not safe so this is where we have self-sabotage coming in so money blocks are basically subconscious thoughts that and feelings that we don't even know are there quite often that are pushing money away from us on on a level that often we're not aware of and thank you for elaborating there and i feel like um those subconscious things can definitely be programmed into us in an early state especially based on the product of our environment if we see that our family members whether it was our parents or who raised us did not have a good relationship with money subconsciously we begin to internalize that and then whenever we get into adulthood where we are now stewards of our money we're not able to manage it effectively and you see people in you know, financial debt, you see people, you know, who are struggling to pay bills, and just wasting money, and they're, they have no savings or etc. So whenever an emergency situation arises, they don't have the necessary means to tackle that emergency situation, because they didn't do what they were supposed to saving wise. Absolutely. And this comes from the whole idea of a money ceiling or an income ceiling. And, you know, it's like your comfort zone. You know, we have a comfort zone for how much love it's safe for us to have. Um, 
for how much pleasure we're allowed to where we allow ourselves and we have an income we have a comfort zone which is very obvious in most cases for how much money that we allow into our life like most of the time you can see it if you look at your bank account you will see that there is a usual amount of money that's there and when it's like a thermostat in your in your room in your house you know when when it gets really hot when more money comes in the the cooler system comes on it goes back to your set point and vice versa if it starts getting really cold and snowy outside and money is got money is going out and all these bills you something will happen you'll get a job you'll come back to your kind of standard point that feels safe for you and for some people that set point is you know in the thousands or it's in the positive and for some people that set point or that comfort zone which when I say comfort zone it's obviously not really comfortable it's just kind of what we're habituated to so it's a bit of a misnomer there but um and and some people what they're used to are their comfort zone when it comes to money is this up and down you know they're that's like the roller coaster with money when they have it it just they, and then they're they're back they're in debt again and then they make some money and it goes like so for some people that's their comfort zone and the thing is if that's what you're subconsciously programming and creating you can't you can't break those patterns just by making more money because you've got to deal with the underlying root cause and i see that's why i'm so passionate about talking about this issue because so many people out there they're stuck in an income ceiling and they're just trying everything like desperately to get more money rather than dealing with the root cause and when you're not dealing with the root cause it's like you're just playing whack-a-mole with uh with you know this self-sabotage you're just trying to knock it down and it just pops up somewhere else like you can't you can't deal with it that way you've got to deal with it with it at the root like you were saying you know there's no point in building a house unless you have a good foundation absolutely so i love your whack-a-mole analogy because it's like oh you hit one thing and it goes down so it's almost like a band-aid analogy because you're putting a band-aid over it but you're not really treating the wound to make sure that it does not get infected or faster up and then whenever you think about the money ceilings i feel like not only the entrepreneurs that you work with, but also people who may be working a nine to five job or in corporate, there are glass ceilings where their salary is capped out. And so if their salary is capped out at a certain level, then they feel like, okay, this is all the money that I'm going to acquire, not knowing that they could take their skills and assets that they have and put it in another vehicle outside of their work and call it a side hustle and you know bring in that passive income so they could actually have another conduit to really fuel some of their financial wants as well as needs because there's a difference whenever you have wants versus needs so let's talk about um some of the work that you're doing to help entrepreneurs break that ceiling because when you get into the entrepreneur space money is endless no one tells you the amount of money that you go that you are going to make versus an employee and feel free to elaborate there more on the question um well yeah in the in as entrepreneurs i've worked with people in all kinds of environments but like entrepreneurs um and people like artists as well um like often oftentimes it's a bit of a boot camp isn't it it's a personal development boot camp because you, if you're working a nine to five, 
you know, your money beliefs and everything don't affect you so badly because you've got the regular income coming in. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know, really brings up that stuff super fast. So it's like a personal development bootcamp. And if you want to keep developing your business, especially if you're selling a service that you personally are offering, um, you know, you really need to work on yourself. That's so important because you're, you're, your bottom line is going to be a reflection of how you feel about yourself and your like your net worth and your self-worth are so, so connected. And that's not just for entrepreneurs, that's for everyone, because um, what often what I see in the people that I work with is that, you know, they know that they're offering this amazing thing. I was working with a personal trainer in my group program um, just before Christmas, and she was like a bit afraid to invest in herself, but she did it because she was starting to recognize that she had money blocks and she had all these people that were coming to her and they were trying to bargain with her about, you know, reduce her prices for her program. And she was amazed after the program, after I helped, I helped her heal those um, self-worth issues, you know, she was she was just showing up differently and guess what nobody tried to bargain with her anymore and she was amazed at how quickly and easily she filled her program whereas before it was like such hard work and she actually tripled her investment and made more money than she'd ever made before so this is the power of you know doing that inner work because your out your your reality your outer reality is a reflection of what's going on inside and like we're kind of trained to do it the other way around it's like we're looking in a mirror and we're trying to make it smile and we're getting all frustrated and angry and do we see the image doing the same thing but you know if we just smile first then the image is going to reflect that back to us but you know that's not what we're taught we're taught like we've got to change the outside and as you can see from that analogy I mean it's just it just doesn't work right so um for for entrepreneurs like to answer your question again it's it's so so important that we do this work but also for everyone you know for everyone i'm so passionate about it especially for women you know and i work mostly with women because women like you mentioned women really suffer from imposter syndrome and you know keeping themselves small being visible showing up especially also women of you know minority women are ethnic um you know that because we, we come with all that cultural baggage women it's only recently that women are allowed to have their own bank accounts and all these things so women in the entrepreneur space it brings up all that stuff to that we can heal and release um, sorry, I got off, went off on a bit of a tangent. So feel free to reel me in at any time with any questions. No, so let me just recap pretty much what you said. So we're going to start with the back and work um, forward. So women struggle with um, imposter syndrome, self-sabotage and et cetera. But once they realize what they're struggling with, then they can, you know, get rid of those money blocks because now you know what the root cause is. And that's what yeah. you help the woman do. And then she made more money than she's ever made. And then whenever you think about the, um, glass ceilings for entrepreneurs, even though the money is not coming steady in comparison to someone who is working a full-time job where they know, okay, I'm going to get paid every two weeks or every month or whatever their pay structure is, you're teaching them, okay, this is how you need to steward the money that you have. And this is also what you need to do to inquire uh, not inquire to acquire more money coming in. And then that is helping you complement those, um, money ceilings correct 
Well, I don't really deal so much with the strategy of how to make money. Mm-hmm. What I do is I help people with the inner side of money because the inner game is so important. Like, like I mentioned, it's not what we're taught. We're taught that we need to go out and do in order to create money. But if you look at the richest people in the world, like they're the ones who like the people who work the hardest are the ones who clean the toilets and scrub the scrub the pavements and all that stuff like so the people who are making a lot of money they're not they're not working harder per se but we have this idea that we got to work hard and that's like a real a belief that i see with everyone um you got to work hard for money and the thing is if you believe that you've got to work hard for money to make money that's what you're going to see that's how you're going to experience your reality so it's about changing those beliefs like and what the way that i work is go back to where you took it on so a lot of people they took on these beliefs when they were children um like they were told that you know by, you've got to work or this was the this was what was imprinted on them by their parents that you know you got to work hard for money and as a child you just take it all in and then you 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 live that out in your life and you know this is what happens you see it with people in relationships when they keep dating the same person again and again with a different face and it's the same there you've got to deal with why they're doing it what is the underlying trauma our belief our identity thing that's causing that to play out continuously because other until you deal with that it's going to keep happening okay and then whenever I hear you think say that I um even though you work on the inner work I do think part of strategy comes from inner work because once you're doing the inner work that is actually going to help somebody strategize because they're going inwardly so even though you don't necessarily help them work on the strategy on how to acquire money I would um, agree to disagree there because in order to you know really materialize what they what they worked on internally you have to have some type of strategy to fix the inward components of how they think that's such a good point because part of when I work with people one-to-one or in the group um, what I do afterwards is I help them get an aligned strategy so after we do the work (laughs) help them clear some of these blocks that have been there you know suddenly all these ideas come in for what the next step for them to do is Um, and it can be things that they wouldn't have thought of before I was working with an artist recently and after our very first session you know we both got the download that you know needed to make a phone call to a woman and he was like yeah I know exactly who that is and he was scared and I helped him release some of that fear and then he had to go and actually take that action and from making that phone call he sold one of his art piece for thousands of dollars and also you know he's got an exhibition coming up so who knows what else could come with that so you're absolutely right the action is it's so important because I see a lot of kind of spiritual people um you know doing all this work on themselves and it can become uh, a real trap because you've got it you've got to heal yourself and all that stuff and release all the stuff and then you've got to act from that new place otherwise your life isn't going to change so that's a really good point for sure Genesis action is action is so important and critical but we've got to take aligned action rather than just kind of grabbing things desperately it's got to be the action that's right for us where we are now absolutely so that's the intentionality piece of it with the actions like not only are you going to say something but you're going to follow through with those actions and those actions need to be aligned with your thought process 
and the words that you say. And then let's walk through an example of what it would look like to work with you and um, Emma. So we could role play here because I definitely want to put the context out for the listeners and the viewers. So if they're interested in working with you, they could kind of get a glimpse of the work that you do. So I um, let's pretend that I'm one of your clients and then I'm coming to you so you can help me overcome what um, that money block or those um, ceilings breaking them. All right. Um, well, in that case, I would ask you, you know, about the feelings that are coming up. I mean, do you have a particular issue that you'd like to talk about? Because I mean, I could we could work on something right now if you're open to it. Um, not a particular issue. <laughs> So um, like, as I work with in five or 10 minutes, we can have like a big breakthrough. But um, so in those situations, what I oh, do wait, is I get- hold on one second. Well, maybe we could talk about, you know, obtaining sponsorships for the podcast. I think that will be practical because people may want to um, obtain partners for their business. So we can make it practical there if that works. Okay, amazing. So um, like what comes up with it for you when you think about making getting new sponsors and becoming really big and becoming really well known and getting big companies behind you on this platform? So one one thing that comes up is making sure that I am adding value to that business, but they're also yeah. getting value in return. So it is a win win situation for us to even yeah. work together. And do you have any anxiety that wouldn't be a win win situation? What's coming up for you there? Not really any anxiety because I, I feel myself, I'm a bit intuitive. So I'm very um, spiritual and determined whenever I look at the businesses that I target. So is there, is there anything getting in the way? Like what about when it comes to facing, dealing with those people, facing those people and talking to them? I think one thing that could get in the way is, you know, maybe a paradigm. What if, what if they say no? Okay. And I just have to learn to condition myself to mm. remember that no could be a, a new opening right. or a next opportunity. So if I change the way that I perceive it, then it, it lessens the anxiety. Okay, but let's just go for one second. And, okay. and what's the worst thing if they say no? What's the worst? What would be the worst thing about that? it's just not a good fit or I just don't okay. get the money that I need to buy maybe more podcast equipment. And then what would be the worst thing about that if you didn't get the money and you didn't get the money that you need to move forward with the podcast, what would happen then? I would pretty much be in the same position that I'm currently in. So there's no gain, but there's no loss. Okay. So there's not really that much anxiety about it. You would just move on to the next person. Absolutely. Okay. So you've like, you've got a very determined stand there. It doesn't seem like there's, there's that much getting in the way there, but if somebody had fear about really coming up there and talking to people and a lot of people do, like they have this fear of rejection, then what I, what I would do is go back to where they first experienced that rejection. And oftentimes it's a time when they were very young. Um, so like, like when they were even like two or three, sometimes like that age will come up. And then we work with the, the child part um, that, that's carrying that fear of rejection. Um, and often it's about being visible, being more visible is very scary um, because, you know, we carry the, there's a, a lot of stuff. I remember when I was I started doing this kind of woo woo stuff. Um, you know, I was actually terrified of putting myself out there. What will my parents think? 
what will my friends think? Um, and, you know, I wasn't able to show up authentically as a result of that. So that can be something that gets in the way, like if people are afraid of rejection, they're not, it's like, just like in a relationship, you can't show up authentically. So it's about releasing that block. And I'll tell you that letting go of these blocks is so much easier than holding on to them because people think, you know, it's such a traumatic process and it's going to be painful and you have to cry to the moon and all this stuff. And, and that's just absolutely not true. Like this happens in a second like I mentioned I've done like I've worked with people on clubhouse in five or ten minutes and things can really shift actually someone contacted me on Instagram a couple of weeks ago when I worked with her for like five or ten minutes over a year ago and she came and she she had like a block around um asking for the sale because she was she's like an ADHD coach and she was afraid that she would be out of integrity and we just worked on that released that resistance released that fear and then you know suddenly she woke up the next day she felt lighter she wasn't expecting this and since then she's been like rocking it with her sales because she doesn't have that that anxiety that, that that's running her running her business anymore because you know when you're running on fear it's not good it's not it doesn't take you to happy places and it doesn't take your business to happy places like fear takes you to the dark side just like star wars say you know just like yoda says um it does take you to the dark side um but you know like we live in a world where that is like a huge thing that's pushed out to us like it's all every so many things are very fear based and most people are operating from fear rather than most people are trying to avoid the pain rather than move towards what they want um, they're just so and if you're if you're avoiding if you're just living life like that you are not really living because you're not you're not moving towards what you really want to create you're never going to create what you want and basically you're condemning yourself to not being really fulfilled to being less than you can be and I believe if you're living a life where you are live and your soul knows inside you know I could be doing so much more you can never really tr truly be happy Yes, thank you so much for adding adding that value there, Emma, because that is so true. Um, if you begin to shut out a part of you, then you're not really encompassing yourself as a whole because you're not tapping into all the areas and the greatness that you bring to the table. And you mentioned that um, at first you didn't want to come out because to your family because with the woo-woo and stuff like that, but that that is a you know, sabotage, a self-sabotage or limiting belief, because, you know, even though that, you know, your, your, fa your family raised you a certain way, they can't condition you that way for your entire life. And just like the world is evolving, we as individuals evolve constantly and we have to be okay, you know, not, not going down the same path that our family member takes, because if so, then we're not tapping into our individuality. Yeah, definitely. And I was just listening to people today talking about coming out, like coming out as gay um, and like coming out as spiritual, do it, coming out as an entrepreneur. If you come from a family that don't have that, um, you know, it can be really hard. It brings up your fears because you are a trailblazer. You're doing something that probably your parents don't believe is possible. And, you know, that can be hard because you have to really believe on yourself if if the people around you can't support you in that way and it's not it's not because they're bad or there's something wrong they love you and they want you to be safe
So they're just, they're, they're just focusing on that safety part. But, you know, if you live your life trying to be safe all the time, um, it's really hard to be successful, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, you've got to take risks, you got to take leaps of faith, you and you got to be willing to, to fail, um, willing to mess up and not take it too seriously, like lots of people. But what I've found the biggest obstacle, it's like people think they're afraid of failure. But what I've discovered is that most people are more afraid of success than they are of failure. Because success means being big, being seen, showing up fully as you are and being authentic. And that scares people because it's like, wow, I have to accept all my power rather than just shrinking and pretending to be less than because, you know, that's what everyone in the world, most people in the world are doing. Um, But I really believe like so strongly right now that it's time to really step out, especially for women. It's really time for us to reclaim our power and step out and live our best lives for women everywhere. That's where the world, we change the world. We change the world by changing ourselves by stepping into our power. And then we get to model that for other people. You know, we get to show them that as an option, as a possibility that they can also choose to tap into, but to really change the world, we got to change ourselves and and own our power fully. Absolutely. And as we begin to wind down, Emma, I want you to leave the listeners with some, some tips as well as some resources that can help them, you know, cut out those blocks at the root and then also overcome that money ceiling. Okay. Amazing. So what I would say the first step is to write down, like get a piece of paper and write down, you know, what were the main beliefs that you're, what were the main things that your mom and your dad or your, your, the people who looked after you, if you had a male or female role model, what were the things they said about money? I know I heard money is dirty money doesn't grow on trees all these things um so um i'm hitting the mic sorry um so yes um so yeah so make sure that you you so write write down um some beliefs that your parents were saying about money or even if things that things that may if they weren't saying them maybe just the energy that they gave off so maybe there was a feeling that there's not enough money um And that could be, they didn't say that, but that was the feeling. So there was a real feeling of, so write that down as well. Make a list of three or four things, and then you can start changing them, start putting them. So if there's like, there's not enough money, start looking for, start telling yourself that there's enough or there's more than enough and start seeing that around you. So that's one thing that you can do. Um, The second thing is to... um, is to to work on releasing your fears so you can do that by going to see me or someone like me um, to help you that's kind of the quickest way um are you know just really really look into them because there there's a three-step process really got to recognize those beliefs that you have and you get to re-release them and then you get to rewrite who you are so recognize which is what we talked about before then you get to release them and change them Um, So change those beliefs and then you get to rewrite your story about who you are, because if you believe that I'm poor, I don't have enough, then that's going to be your that's going to be your situation. So it's about totally changing that story and changing who you are as an identity. 
Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing those resources. So one is practical where you're actually going to take the time to write down what those limiting beliefs are and then look at ways to overcome it. So write down what you heard your family say or what you saw or what is causing you to feel a certain way and then tap into that and then look for ways to get over it and then start seeing yourself with money like changing that negative self-talk and having that positive self-talk. So outside of that, Emma, what is your call to action for this segment? If they don't remember anything else that we talked about regarding money blocks and killing it at its root and overcome, overcoming those money ceilings, what would you like them to gravitate? Um, well, I would say like there's nothing to be ashamed of about having money blocks because everyone has them. Even Bill Gates has money blocks. Um, he has them on a different level, but you know, every we've all got them because we're unlimited, really. But we limit ourselves. So the first thing is don't be ashamed, and recognize also that you know letting go of them, like I mentioned earlier, is so much easier than carrying it around. Like so, think about carrying around a ton weight. And you've been carrying that around your whole life. When you let go of it, there's so much relief there. It feels so much better. And it's not hard to let it put it down. You just put it on the ground. Like it's, you don't need to go through this whole process or talk about it for 10 years. You just need to put it down. And that's really easy. So if you want, if you want more than help, more help with this, you know, reach out to reach out to me or someone else to deal with this stuff because it's really quick and easy to release it and you owe it to yourself. And you know what? You owe it to the world because it's time for you to shine. Amazing. And now for the connection part, how can they connect with you, Emma, via your website? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? Well, yes, I, I, my website is experiencetrueself.com. So you can reach me there. Um, and I have a free resource there. You can get like a free healing audio, which is how to become a money magnet. And I'm going to have the link here as well. Um, and also, um, I hang out a lot on Clubhouse. <laughs> um, so I do lots of rooms on Clubhouse. Um, so that's Emma Lyons on Clubhouse. And on Instagram as well, I am Emma S. Lyons. So my, basically my name and I'm also on Facebook. Um, so you can, you can find me in all of those places, but I'm really active on Instagram and also clubhouse. Those would probably be the best places to reach me on social media. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. All of Emma Lyons' contact information will be in the show notes. So read and connect with her if what she said resonates with you. And I think that we all could use um, help when it comes to being a steward of our money and getting to the next level that we desire. So don't forget to subscribe and share this segment. We are on 40 plus platforms. Also follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And we are in a need for brand sponsors. So you can have your brand, your product and services heard right here, where we are currently ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So head on over to my website, which is Genesis Amaris Kemp to find out more information regarding that. And until next time, peace, love, 
and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go level up and learn how you can kill those roots when it comes to money blocks. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.